Welcome to the Shift Podcast with Vanessa and Nisha. Hi, everyone. This is our first episode, so I know you guys might not know who we are. So we just wanted to introduce ourselves to you before we get started. Um, this is going to be a weekly podcast, hopefully weekly. We don't know yet. Don't don't take my word for it. I don't know. You know, people. Yeah, got, we're, we have busy schedules. People you know. got full time jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> um, my name is Vanessa, and short for you know, you can call me Nessa. You know, if you don't know me like that, don't call me Nessa. But um, but you know, but my name is Vanessa, and this podcast is called the Shift. Um, the purpose of this podcast is just to create a space for women of color to just be human, to talk about issues that are impacting our daily lives, like mental health, relationships, um, you know, different things like that, that we can have those conversations and support one another. So that's the um, purpose of that podcast. And hi, guys. My name is Nisha. You could just call me Nisha. Only my friends really have a nickname for me. Which is not much. Nisha is not really. It's a short name. It's a a short (laughs) name. So, so um, basically, you know, me and Vanessa, we've known each other since college, college years. You know, since the day she saw me walking into class. That was twenty thirteen, right? Twenty thirteen. Yeah, I think it was twenty thirteen. Fall twenty thirteen or spring. Fall twenty thirteen. What class was that that we took? History. History, yeah. That yeah, class. it was some history. It was born. That class was born. (laughs) I don't even remember what. And she had a very strong Indian accent. Um, so even I have an accent myself, so let's just put that out. I'm not making fun of her accent. So I know people with accent, we tend to speak very fast and mm-hmm. thinking that people are just going to understand us. No, but she really didn't teach anything. And she didn't teach much. She put movies on. I think it was world history. Yes, world history. And it was just, yeah, that's what it was. It was, um, yeah, it was, I remember that it was like a 915 course. <laughs> and this girl just walk in late, like at least twenty to thirty minutes late. It wasn't thirty minutes late. Bitch, you are. It wasn't thirty minutes You've late. You've been thirty minutes late some days. You were late all the time. Okay, I'm not a morning person, so <laughs> the nine fifteen was not working for me. And we I know. got there when I got there. We could tell because you probably woke up late and then still decided to put your makeup on and your lipstick because why not? You yeah, know, if I I'm mean... gonna be late, I'm gonna be fashionably late. Might as well, because I was going to be out, out of the dorm room all day. <laughs> Had to make sure I look good. Sunglasses, red lipstick, walking in, flipping her hair. Like, I'm here. Thank you for waiting for me. I appreciate y'all for waiting for me. Thank you so much. You may continue. I mean, but later on, you admitted that you couldn't stand me because I reminded you of yourself. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> who's this bitch? Like, who does she think she is? Like, who do you think you are? I was just like, but then... That's what I do. I walk in here sometimes. But the thing I'm always late, too. I'm, I was always late, but I was just earlier than her. That's what used to happen. Because I was always at least 10, 15 minutes late to that class. But you were just at least 20. Let's be real. And I was just like, I'm late, but she's late, late. And yeah. I walk in, son, listen. And at that point, I just sat in the front. <laughs> Flip her hair and be like, okay, y'all, y'all can continue. So I think one day I went up to you and so we started having a conversation. I found out you were Haitian. And I was like, oh, well. And then that, and it's been... Ever since. Ever since. And I remember that day, too. You had those nice long boots on. Oh, yeah. Them thigh-high boots. <laughs> 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 I did. I looked good. You know, I was skinny. Now I'm smooth, child. 
Let's not even talk about that. She's slim thick now. No, I, I, but you know what? I actually don't want to be that skinny again. Cause I was literally like a size zero. I was so skinny. Just looking at pictures now, I don't know how the wind didn't take me. <laughs> <laughs> I was so skinny. Girl, you and me both. I it was, was so bad. I was skinny too. I had a white girl ass. Literally iron board. Like it was bad. It was, it was bad. But now I feel more confident than I've ever felt, which is a good thing. I'm still trying to lose that little gut, you know, summer to K-19. That's what I'm trying to do because, I, I, you know, I look a little bloated. So we got to fix that. But, but we, I was, yeah, we both were skinny. Yeah. So now I think college happened and now we, we and here. then life and then, you know, life happened, full-time jobs happened. So, so th- I, I know this is our first episode. Like I said earlier, things will change as we go, um, as we grow as women. At least we evolve every day, at least for us. I know some folks don't. don't yeah, but, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to give you some tips on how to evolve. stay out of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us, the reason why we're not e- evolving is because we are basically holding ourselves back. Um, so, you... We're going to have those conversations in this podcast. That's why it's called The Shift. The purpose of it is what after you listen, you are going to do the work. Either the work is you seeing a therapist, mm-hmm. which I am a big advocate for. Get yourself a therapist. Or like shifting your thoughts, Shift- your perspectives. Perspective. That's the key mm-hmm. word. Because a lot of us are in these issues or we find ourselves in those dramas in our lives. And when you change your perspective, you realize it's not that deep. Like, I know for me, I go throughout the day, let's say I'm upset about something and I take a step back at my desk at work and I'm just like, I'm upset about something. Let me find out what it is. And when I started like really going through my emotions and why I feel that way, it wasn't that deep. (laughs) I was just like, girl, let that shit go. And I just let it go. So, but a lot of us, it's really difficult for us to hold ourselves accountable and realize that it's not that deep. And because for us, Somebody cutting us off is a first world problem when for me, it's not that big of a deal. Um, so we're going to talk about those things and how we can shift our perspective mm. and our mindset. So that's the purpose of this. So I'm really excited um, about this project and um, just sharing our thoughts with it. Mm-hmm. Basically, just, that's our normal conversations. Yeah, regular conversations that yeah. we have on a daily best with text message. Yeah, so just really sharing the conversations that we as friends have with one another and how you need that support system, you know, while as you're evolving and going through your journey in life, you can't do it alone. So you need someone who's going to push you, who's going to challenge you, who's going to tell you when you're fucking up, who's going to say, girl, it's not that deep. Yeah, help <laughs> you be accountable because a lot of us, we're not. Yeah. So today's topic, what are we talking about, Nisha? We're going to talk about expectations between black men and black women. In relationships. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited. So I have some questions just to get us kind of rolling with the... Because it's, it's a big conversation. This conversation can continue on in like two yeah, to three episodes. Yeah, we don't have to end it here. We yeah. can continue on. It could yeah. be like a series. Because like when you really think about relationship itself, it's such... It's complex. And you think about relationship with black men and black women. Oh, my God. That's... And it's not only romantic. It could be friendship. Yeah. It could be business. So we're talking about... Um, so some of my first question I was thinking about is... So what are some of the expectations that 
you have in internal relationships. So now we're talking about romantic relationships. So what are some of like you dating someone or you are thinking about dating someone? What are some expectations that you are you've set you you kind of expecting from this person and are you comfortable that's two questions and are you comfortable voicing those expectations to them early on not waiting two years like really like early like first date kind of conversation are you comfortable with that conversation well for me like I always have my like I say I call these the three c's okay so I always say communication Mm -hmm. consistency and compromise. Okay. Those are my three things that I always bring forward. I feel like those are easy. It's easy. It's easy. Right. It's easy for you. It might not be easy for others. You know, because when you think about communication, a lot of us then grew up in household where we witnessed healthy communication styles. We grew up around people who were passive aggressive, who when they were upset, they scream and they yell. They are mean or they give you silent treatment. So, that's you know, true. you might think those are easy things, but to that person in the receiving end of your expectations, it might not be easy for them because they don't have the skills. Not because they don't want to give you those things. It's because they don't have the skills to give you those things. Yeah, and I know that. That's why I also said compromise. Yeah. Where you lack, I can help you. Where okay. I lack, you can help me. So, okay. like, I know not everybody's going to be, like, consistent because, you know, life happens. Yeah. But your consistency yeah. looks different to some people. For yeah. me, my boyfriend and I... We both have full-time jobs, and he has businesses that he's working on, and I have her tonic. We're going to talk about that later. Um, <laughs> and different projects that I'm working on and trying to build a business and um, working full-time. And early on, one of the things that was very important to us, I feel like you can't go in a relationship if you don't spend time together. And it's very important for us to spend time together, so we have a set schedule. Um, <laughs> and I feel like that's where people lack sometimes. Yes. Because they get so caught up i understand like you have work you have to um you know get your life together but when are you going to have that time put that time aside for for your significant other Mm -hmm. because if you're saying that that person is a priority you need to show them make that time i agree yeah you can't really get to know somebody without spending time with them and i think you know the issue with millennials is that oh we text we facetime but i can't see your body language you know communication you know, it's all of it. You know, I need to see your body language and all of this. Mm, and I like things. that you said that because texting, texting is okay, but like sometimes you can like mis, miscommunicate a text message because mm-hmm. you don't know how that person is like conveying it when they send it. Yeah, I so agree. you don't hear the tone. Yeah, so it's I a agree. lot of things. <laughs> yeah, and then because the thing about it is we interpret um text messages based on how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. Because let's say yeah, you text me and then you said um something along the line like. Where are you? Because mm-hmm. I'm running late or something like that. It could be just on your part, just a concern. Hey, where are you? I'm waiting or whatever. And I probably read it because let's say I'm frustrated because I got stuck in traffic coming, trying to come to you. And let's say I got pulled over. All these different things happen on my way to you and I got that text. Yeah, and you have not yet communicated okay. that because you're in the moment. So I'm thinking she probably said, where are you? So, you know, so I'm good now because I have an attitude. I am interpreting what you said to me based on how I I currently feel. So this is why for me, I love a good phone call. Pick up the fucking phone and call me (laughs) because, and the thing about it is like, you're going back and forth all day. We can have a 15 minute conversation on the phone and that could be it. But yeah, instead of sending those, <laughs> and then sometimes it's not even consistent text messages because you have work things throughout the things day, happen. so it's like hours in between where yeah. you're texting. I ain't got time. Yeah, I'm grown. 
I got that uh, unlimited text and call. I'm gonna need you to call my phone. It's not that you have to wait till 9 p.m. Like you used to wait until was it 9 p.m. or 11 p.m. until you get the free. Oh, message. the T-Mobile thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it was nine. Nine. You don't have to do, that, have to anymore. do that anymore. Call me. Call me, and I can hear your voice, and we can have that conversation. It could be that simple, but for some reason, a lot of people they find that difficult, and I get it. So for me, you know, like I I like the fact that you say you know, um, compromise. Let's we can have a mixture of both phone and some conversation. And some people prefer like me, like yeah. I like phone calls, me but too. I also like FaceTime too. Me too. I like to see your face for some reason. Yeah, I yeah, need so. to see it. <laughs> Because for me, I'm very expressive. Mm-hmm. I wish you guys could see me right now. We are very comfortable. We are in my bed, in my bedroom, um, recording this. We just I'm chilling. comfortable and we're chilling. My hair looks crazy. Um, my hair looks crazy too. <laughs> and when I speak, I speak with my whole body. Um, I'm very expressive. And, you know, you can tell that I'm enjoying this conversation the way that my body language is. You know, I'm open up to it. But, you know, I want to see that. I want to be able to see that. So for me, I'm just like... Yeah, text messages don't give me that. I had a dude, I remember that, oh, that was a while ago. And I think it was college. I was just starting dating because I had a high school boyfriend. We were together for like four and a half years. Mm, You thought y'all was going to be married? Yes. Now that I think of it, I'm like, what was I thinking? I thought I was in love. That's a whole different podcast. Um, But when we broke up, so I was like single for like a year and a half after we broke up. And I was like, okay, I need to date. So... There was this guy that was interested in me. And I remember we were always texting. And one day I called him. Because I was like, I'm just going to call this guy. Because mm-hmm. I just don't have time for this. I'm just going to call him. And he picked up, why are you calling me? Is this an emergency? Who, child? And I was just like, uh, no, I just wanted to hear your voice and talk to you. Regular conversation, duh. Oh, you can't, can you text it to me? No. Okay. All right. Bye. I went. You know how I am. You know how I, my block list. <laughs> you went and go block. Listen, I was like, okay, no problem. Hung up. I think I had like an iPhone 6. Like, you know, some early iPhones. I got it. I was like, I. You know what it is? Some people. Uh, delete. Like, Tim, he may, wanna, he may <laughs> be one of those people that lack in social skills when it comes to phone calls and communicating. I ain't so, got the time. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I just didn't have the time. So I was like, no, we're not going to do this. So I And that's how I feel sometimes. Like, if I have so much to say, I'm not going to text it to you. Yeah, I'm going to call you. Like, especially if I want to vent, I'm not going to vent you a paragraph. I agree. But, you know, this one for me, like, the certain things, like, for example, part of my communications, like, I've, yesterday I had a very tough day. And I knew my boyfriend was at work and I was at work and I couldn't just pick up the phone and call him. So I text him and I say, hey, um, I know you are at work, but are you in the space where I could, you can offer me some support via text? See, and that's the communication and compromise. <laughs> you communicated to him to know if he was available. Yeah. And if he was, he would have compromised that moment to call you yeah. and listen to you. See? So he was just like, you know, I can't call you, but you can text me. And I said, okay, he's always going on. So we had the back and forth and I was fine. But I was just like, hmm, again, communication. But, you know, as you also evolve in your womanhood or your manhood, you learn those skills. Hopefully mm-hmm. you're learning those skills. Some people just don't because they kind of make those excuses. Well, that's how I am. That's what I know. But you need to have those healthy communication skills because you can't you can't 
grow up in a relationship if you don't have communication you just can't yeah, you can't always use it, that excuse that's how i am it's not gonna fly when yeah. you have kids that's how what you about are? those people um talking about communication what about those people who give you the silent treatment when they're upset or they feel like you feel like i'm just gonna give you the silent treatment i'm not gonna tell you what's wrong with me i'm just gonna give you a silent treatment and just act very passive aggressively how do you feel about those people because i can't stand them <laughs> I personally can't stand them either because for one, you're not going to give me a silent treatment. And then on top of that, this is what I hate too. My pet peeve is you're not talking to me and mm-hmm. then like you're subbing me. Like, ooh, that's a whole different conversation. Or better, yeah, they're not talking to you, but they're talking to a third party. So they don't, you don't even know. Or it's not even that they're not talking to you. Some of them, they are all up in your face, but they have an issue with you. And they're not saying it directly to you, but they're saying it to someone somebody else. else. And. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. I remember someone did that to me and I texted her and I said, hey, we're both adult. And I don't do he say, she say. You know how I am. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes to me and say, Nisha said this about me, I'm going to text you. I'm going to say, listen, let's say fake name Natalie. Natalie told me you said this. What's up? Because my thing is I need to communicate this with you because you're my friend and we need to fix this if we can. So I'm going to say, hey, maybe that's not what you meant to say to me. Maybe she took it that way. Maybe, in, a lot of time when you're getting that information from a third party, things are being, you know. Yeah, like a lot of yeah, the you. story, a lot of parts of the story is like changed yeah. or things are added in it's that different. wasn't yeah. So for me, it's just this, hey, this is I'm not gonna say what I heard. This is what was said to me by this person. And this is how I feel about it. So I don't know what you mean. But you know what the problem is? It's not even <laughs> In terms of, like, the silent treatment. It's yeah. a lot of people, they're not confrontational. They're not. And that's a whole different thing because it's not even that people look at confrontation as this bad thing. But you need that. You need to be able to have that moment where we can agree to disagree. It's okay to have a disagreement. And I think a lot of people in relationships, the reason why a lot of us tend to have quick friendships or quick relationships that don't last is because there's no substance and because we think that everything's supposed to be happy and rosy and perfect. The moment that this friend disagrees with me, she's not my friend because she's not supporting me. No, and in a relationship, anything, romantic, friendship, you're supposed to be able to have those conversations where you don't agree because sometimes you need to see it from someone's perspective. But women don't do I'm just going to call y'all out. Women no. don't do well with kind of accountability. I think men are a little easier because I have male friends yeah. where it's easy for us to disagree. But when you come to, I have female friends who I'm no longer friends with. It's because of a disagreement. And they just, mm-hmm. I don't want to be your friend anymore. And I've had a guy who told me that. He was like, you women, when you guys are like beefing or like. Oh, it's to the death. Having an argument. <laughs> it's, it's to the death. He was yeah. like, us. Us guys, when we're beefing, we just go. Like, go up to the guy and be like, yo, yeah. what you did wasn't cool. And then we just hash it up and keep it moving. But yeah. you guys can go on for years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah women. I remember uh, I was reading this um this book by Bell Hooks, All About Love. And I'm going to read this passage to you because it was very interesting. And um, she said... And many friend, she said, many friendships between women has ended because one person failed to speak her truth directly to her friend, choosing instead to inform her of her feelings through petty gossip and slander. Yep. I was just like, child. And that's true. <laughs> that's usually how it goes. That's what it goes. But for men, this is why men tend to have long-term friendship. You like, I met uh, my boyfriend's friend 
friends, and they've been friends since high school. Or so, sometimes it'll be like, we've, we've been friends since elementary school. Yeah, or that's my childhood body, like, and they had issues throughout, and I was like, and, I, and we had conversations, I remember we were just sitting on the table in Cuba, just talking to each other, and they're like, yo, we had issues, we had disagreement, but we were friends. And they're like, you know, as far as men, the moment that this shit happened, yo, well, this is what happened, let's fix this, but for women, we... Like, let's say that I had an issue with my friend Rose. I come to you and say, Nisha, do you know what this bitch Rose did? And now Rose thinking, she doesn't think that I have an issue with her. But then you going around telling other people how yeah. you have an issue with so her. So I'm going to you. Then I go to, let's say, my other friend Richard. I go to Richard and tell Richard. And I go to my boyfriend. And I go to this person. And I still, again, the person that I have the issue with still don't know <laughs> that I have the issue with them. And I'm... You know, I'm just, and then I'm spreading this false narrative because a lot of us tend to have this, I, the need to be victims. I need all of y'all on my side. Mm-hmm. So when you hear her side, you already heard mine and I'm the victim here. She's the bad person. And you're going to take my side on this. Yeah. Because now, now what you've done there is like, now they don't really know who Rose is. Mm-hmm. They just know her from your stories. And then that's why I feel like it's the same thing with relationships. Mm-hmm. When all, all girlfriends like talk about their boyfriend, they only tell the negative. Yeah. The negative side. So then that's why when I met him, I'm like, Oh, he's trifling child. Yeah, and that's why like when they break <laughs> that's why like like for instance, that's why like if I was to break up with a boyfriend, mm-hmm. then you're probably looking at me like Yeah. Girl. Why did you go back at, with him? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Good for you, girl, you was trash. Because I never knew the good stuff. Because I didn't tell you the good stuff. <laughs> I only told you the stuff that he did to me. I didn't yeah. tell you what I did to him. Well, <laughs> you, you just said a word here. We're going to pass the collection plate. And, you know, uh, Sister Nisha just said a word, guys. <laughs> because a lot of us do that. We are always... The, and I think it's a big red flag, when, especially when we're talking about relationship. If you are dating someone, to those of you listening... If you are dating someone and you, I think a lot of us tend to be like, oh, I'm not going to talk to this person about my past. I think it's very important for us to revisit because I need to know what those patterns were and what happened so we can have a conversation so we can move forward. And not only that, people feel like, people always say like, oh, the past is the past, Mm -mm. but no, it's not because childhood traumas, they can go into adult life and it can really dictate how you we deal with talk. people in relationships. We need to talk. Yeah. I need to find out everything about... And I'm nosy. Because if, <laughs> if you think about it, like, in terms of, like, um, I guess situations where, like, parents are abusing their kids, yeah. it's because they've had those childhood traumas mm-hmm. and they just normalized it. Yeah. And they didn't even realize it. They normalized it um, unconsciously. And yeah. then, so now, like, they're beating their kid and not realizing it, it was because their parents used to beat exactly. them or something so like that. So that's the thing for me. I need to... Like, for me, if I'm dating someone and it seems like all of the exes were quote and unquote trash and they're the victim, they just were done wrong by every person that they were ever dated, that's a big red flag to me. Because it seems like there's a lack of accountability on your part. Because for me, I've dated fuckboys, but I can <laughs> also say too. there are instances where I wasn't the perfect girlfriend. Where I could have been a better girlfriend to some 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 of the guys that I've dated, that I wasn't consistent, that I didn't know how to communicate. You know, I'm able to say that because I can do some self reflection and be like, hmm, sis, kind of messed up there, you know. But if you can't do that, that's a big problem for me. Like like this guy, like I was. That's why for me, I couldn't take him seriously. I couldn't have a long term relationship with him because 
every ex that he spoke about, he trashed them. Oh, she was a bitch. She did this. So if they're she all were hug. trash, yeah. so what, what, what are you? Because you were choosing them. That's my thing. Because in the, and for me, and that's not me victim blaming women who have dated trash guys. But I'm saying that if you have four exes per se, and all four of them were trash, so now I need to talk to you about your choices. I need to have a conversation with you about why you're choosing those trash guys. And people don't realize it that until you fix yourself, you're gonna keep attracting whatever you're putting out. <laughs> that energy. Yeah. Cause we attract what we are. And yeah. I think for me, and it's the same thing with friendships, I realize as I evolve, a lot of friendships just kind of dissolve because it's not because I no longer love these women. It's because You're not I'm vibing like, on the same frequency anymore. Yes, because we're not the same anymore. Because at that moment, I'm not saying, you know, we can't rebuild a friendship in the in the future. I'm just saying when we, we were friends, let's say that we met, I was broken because you and then we've bonded based on our brokenness. And you're not broken anymore. Not I repaired myself mm-hmm. and, and you still, still feel it, I it's just not going to work. And because now, if you continue that friendship, yeah. she's going to be draining you. Yeah. And it yeah. feels like that a lot of the time. And when people feel like, oh, well, you're supposed to help. Listen, there's so much that you can do to uplift somebody. And I'm in the business of uplifting women. But you got to be willing. So for me, like, I don't have any problem ending a friendship. Not because, listen, if you need help at any moment, please call me. Because there's no bad vibes. I still love you. I'm just... I can't relate to you. I can't relate to you because we're in different seasons right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. And for me, that's what, that's always been an issue for me. I, and I think for me, as I grew, I was just like, yo, I'm losing friends. And I was like, maybe there's something wrong with me. And there's some instances where I wasn't the perfect friend. I wasn't the best friend, you know, that I'm supposed to be to some, some of these people. And I was like, okay, you can change that. You can definitely change that. And I'm, okay, then why did this one then 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 work out? And I'm like, hmm, I'm a different person. And I realize she gets on my goddamn nerves. Yeah, and then sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't get on my nerve two years ago because I was in the same wavelength as her. And this is why we're able to relate because we were the same. She was feeding something in me and I was feeding something in her. And at that moment, now where I am now, I'm repairing myself, I'm evolving, I'm going through therapy, I'm fixing myself. And, and you're still she's... calling me about those same issues that we had two years ago. Honey, I can't relate to that. All I can do to you is say, hey, you need to see a therapist because I cannot be your emotional dumpster. Because a lot of people use us as those people. You can't call me every day and drain me and be like, oh my God, this nigga, he's so trash. Yeah, and... As a friend, as a friend, sometimes you have to put that accountability on yourself and be yeah. like, look, I'm not listening to this anymore. I agree. Sometimes you have to be like, enough is enough. you either going to talk about it with that person that you have the issue with. Yeah. Or or not. But don't bring it up to me anymore. Because... You know, my question is, what does that have to do with me? <laughs> <laughs> I ask you that all the time. They call me or they text me. I say, what does that have to do with me? <laughs> because, honey, I don't know this person. Or better yet, you have... And I don't know if people are still doing that because we're damn near 30. <laughs> like, they're not friends with somebody and they come to you, I don't want you talking to so-and-so because they're not my friend no more. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, child. I always say, I always say, that's your friend. That's your friend? What does that have to do with me? Or that's your issue. I don't have a problem with them. If I see them, I'm not going to act weird towards them. And I feel like what people don't realize is that 
we may have like the same friend, yeah. but that same friend will show you a different shot and we will show me a different yeah. We experience them differently. Because they relate to you in a different way. Yeah. From what they relate to me. Like, yeah. you know, I so like, I feel like people don't understand that. So you can't tell me to stop being friends with them just because you have an issue from what you relate. And then you fake because you hanging out with the enemy. Unless this person did something really trifling to you, I'm not going to lie. If let's say we have a friend in common and this friend sleep with your man. Okay, then I can understand. They got to get caught. First of all, I'm yeah. going to be her ass before mm-hmm. you do. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a line that we don't cause. We don't do that. Uh, then I'm definitely gonna be like, hey, that was wrong. I can't relate. I can't be around right you like there, this. I'm not related because this not shit, relatable. that was trifling. You can't do that to your friend. And if you do that to her, you're gonna do that to me. So now you can't be around me and my man because I don't trust you. And <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. But if it's something petty, or we had a disagreement, or she did this, or she did that, honey, what does that have to do with me? Because I. I relate to her differently, but one thing I would say is that it is hard when you have two friends who kind of fell out and you were kind of like in the middle of in it. In the middle, yeah. Because, but then that's where, again, boundaries come to play because you have to set boundaries with them and say, hey, I'm going to maintain my friendship with the both of y'all, but one thing I'm not going to allow is you bashing this one with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a part of that. And you I actually had a situation like that where... Um, it was a group of us, three of us. We yeah. were all friends, and then the two of them fell out. But I was still friends with both of them. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was just in the middle. Yeah. And then what? Eventually, what happened is that one of them, the one, one of them, I fell out with them too as well, because yeah. she felt as though I, I was giving, I wasn't giving the same energy to the friendship yeah. as I was to the other person. And it wasn't even like that. It's because. Like you said, like, I guess maybe me and that other person was vibing on the same frequency mm-hmm. and me and her wasn't. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a conversation that we can continue. Um, I want to hear from y'all. Like, if you ever had friends, because I really want to talk about, like, you know, sisterhood. Because it's very important for us as women, um, especially for black women. You know, I feel like it's very important for us to have sisterhood and to value our sisterhood. And I feel like a lot of us don't value our sisterhood because we see it. If we, if you don't think like me, if you are not enabling my bad behavior, then we can't be friends. And I think that's a big And it shouldn't be like that because as your friend, yeah. if you're wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Yeah, I agree. So I think that's a conversation that we kind of, I want to continue and... We can kind of make it bigger, and we can even have other people who are who have issues with their friends. I have, you know, one of my girlfriends, Rose. We've been friends since high school, and our friendship kind of went up. We have an up and down. You have a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the things that I have to remind myself, both of us, is the fact that she's my sister. You know, that's my sister. It doesn't matter what happened between us. We gotta fix this, and. So we had issues throughout the years. I remember at some point, how if we wanted to fight each other and we lived together. We lived together. We were about to kill, like, for real. I remember she, I was just like, ooh, child. It, was, it got bad. It got ugly. And we didn't speak for each other. We lived together and we did not speak to each other. I remember I would cook and I would leave the food for her on the table <laughs> in the kitchen and put a, put a post-it, this is for you. Because I'm not going to starve you. You know, you're still my sister. I'm just not talking to you. Because I'm pissed. Which, again, wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. Because 
silent treatment and not us not speaking wasn't the healthiest way. Now that would never happen between us. If something happens, I'm she's gonna call me, I'm gonna call her out. But we we're also like nineteen, twenty. You still growing, you still evolving. Yeah, we were we were kids. But one thing about us is the fact that I'll cook, even though I was not talking to her, I'll cook and I'll leave her the food. Um, Cause on the that's table, still your girl. And she will do the same thing, and I'll call, honey, I'm eating the food. And she's like, and she did the same thing. She'll eat it. I was like, she ain't gonna do shit. She's not gonna poison me. She still loves me, so I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat it. But that's how you know I'm still gonna do that. So I still love you, even though we have a disagreement. I still love you. So. So I think that's a bigger conversation that we need to have about sisterhood and how to maintain those sisterhoods as people evolve and how to be better friends. Because I feel like a lot of us, at some point, we can think of a time where we were not the best of friends. Yeah. Where we could have showed up differently, where we could have been more supportive or we could have been less judgmental. You know, we all, none of us are perfect friends. We but the key is, is to be mm-hmm. able to say, yo, I fucked up. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> even with me, like, even with the situation with the two best friends, like, yeah. I even said to myself, like, when me and her, like, had a conversation, like, last month, I said, like, I'm not gonna say, fall to you and say, like, it was all you. I'm not gonna lie. I could have done better in certain areas. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't feel like it was right for you to just keep moving, like, as if, like, I did something wrong to you. Like, this is where yeah, we need to communicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she admitted that she should have communicated, and a lot of the things that were like miscommunicated could have been avoided. Yeah, like, I agree. yeah. And because when you really look at, when you go into the depth of it, you look at it, it's, it's a bunch of petty shit. It Life is. Life is so short. Like one moment you hear, the next moment you're not. Like I remember in high school, I had a best friend. Um, her name is Daphne. We were very, very close. Very like that's my best friend, my sister. And if I had five dollars. Daphne and I had five dollars. That's how it was. And I remember to this day I still don't know what we're fighting about. But I remember we got into a little argument and it was around the time of her birthday and her birthday passed honey. I did not call her and say happy birthday because I was still pissed. I was like fifteen at the time and I just didn't speak to her. And she was trying to reach out to me and text me. I don't even think I told her why I was upset. I just knew that something happened, I was pissed. And he had to do with a third party who told me something. Mm-hmm. And I took that. And I, again, I still, I don't remember what that something was. But I remember I was hurt about it. And I took that and I was just like, who I'm hurt. Like, you're my sister. You're my best friend. How could you? And again, you have teenage brain too. <laughs> so, I, when you're a teenager, the whole world revolves around you. It's all about me. And I need everybody to do as I say. And that was me as a teenager. I'm not going to lie about that. I wasn't always you know, this rational person, and I didn't call her for her birthday, and I remember I was at the movies with my ex-boyfriend from high school, and I got a phone call, he got a phone call from a friend that we have in, in mutual, and he's like, John, um, he said, Daphne's dead, I'm like, what? No, she's not, so there's her birthday, she's not, she's not dead, what are you talking about, she's dead, she's young, she's seven. what, what, Daphne's dead? And my, the other friend was like, no, seriously, she's at the hospital. Y'all, y'all need to come see her before they take her body. What? So now we love the movies. I remember the movie. It was, I remember the movie. I remember like it was yesterday. We went to see Avatar. <sighs> Opening weekend. We went to see Avatar. I didn't even get to see the movie. And we, so now we're in the car and 
and I'm, my heart is racing. I'm, I'm praying to God. Now, everything that was mad about went out of the window. I'm praying that my best friend is alive. I want my best friend to be alive. I got to the hospital. My best friend was dead. She was dead. I was looking at her dead body. And everything I was pissed about went out of the window. Now I'm shaking her. Like, wake up. I need to talk to you. I'm sorry. And I love you. Happy birthday. And she was gone. She was gone. And it took that 15-year-old girl in me. I grew up fast. I was like, oh, no. So ever since then, when this happened, ever since then, it doesn't matter what happened between me and a friend. I'm putting my pride aside. I don't give a fuck what happened. I'm reaching out to you. Because if I can fix it while we're alive, honey, I'm going to do that. Because still this day, I'm still hurt about the way things ended between us. That was my sister. And again, I'm 20... Shit, I'm 26. <laughs> <laughs> she almost forgot I'm, her age. <laughs> I can forget my age. I'm 26. I'm going to be 27 in a few months. I'm damn near 30. And I don't know why I was mad at her. I don't know exactly what happened. But I lost my best friend. And it's interesting that you say that. Because, like... I, I've had situations where I look back and yeah. they always say that you may forget what happened, forget what was said, but you will never forget how that person made you mm-hmm. feel. And that's the problem. Yeah. I love that girl. And, you know, I don't think there was now, I think now at this age and where I am in life and I wouldn't deal with it that way. I know how I wouldn't. I wouldn't just toss her to the side and say, oh, I got other friends. Fuck her. I wouldn't do that. And I think this is why for me, I've given people multiple chances. Like I've always, if we can communicate and fix it, that's exactly what we're going to do. That's it. If we have to literally blow up the foundation of the friendship and rebuild it again and start over, that's exactly what we're going to do. If you're worth it. I'm not going to lie to you. Some people I don't, I don't want nothing to do with anymore. But yeah, cause cause don't, get so <laughs> don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, you can give chances but i'm not gonna keep giving you the same chance for the same thing yeah so you know for me like i feel like i have to i do that i do that because i don't want another daphne situation and it's funny because like i was just like yo just till this day i remember exactly how i felt in that moment see years years from now you don't know what was said nope what happened but you still remember how you felt Mm -hmm. and i feel like that i feel like that's why like um in certain situations why we don't reach out yeah. to people because even if it's years from now, we don't remember what happened, but we always remember how that person made you feel. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, like I didn't call her for her birthday. I was mad. I was dead. Like, I was like, was it that deep? And I still don't know what happened, but I just knew at that moment I was praying that my best friend was alive and she had a brain um, aneurysm and she was, she, she had, um, internal bleeding they couldn't stop it and she died on her birthday and i was just like yo till this day i'm just like uh-uh i cannot have another daphne another situation if like i can fix a situation with a friend i literally i'll give you some time you know for me like if something it's like it's big i feel like you're still gonna be upset i'll give you a few weeks if you want months i'll give it to you but at some point honey we need to have a conversation i need to we need to fix this if we can so I always for me it's not my love for people is bigger than my pride I'm not this prideful person I don't care if you see it as ass kissing or whatever honey I'm gonna reach out to my friend because we're friends and that's what we do if we can fix it we will while there's some people I know I'm just like listen this is the third time you done stabbed me in the back 
and I've done had three conversations with you. You clearly don't care. You clearly don't give a fuck or value me as a friend. So I'm just going to love you from and a distance. And that's when you can know to... Yeah. yeah. So that's when I, I'll do that. So, yeah. So this conversation just took a, took a whole different turn. <laughs> and yeah. we're talking about expectations. So let's go back. This is going to happen a lot in this podcast. <laughs> we're going to shift. See? We're going to shift. <laughs> it's going to happen a lot. So we're talking about... I think this conversation that we should put... Like, my favorite thing, I always tell um, my friends and boyfriend and my mom, put it on a sticky note so we can come back to it. Because yeah. <laughs> we got to come back to it. I think it's a very important conversation. We can even get some tips on how to have these conversations. But with this, in terms of like expectations, you can shift it back to our conversation with expectation because this brought up a good thing about treating people like they're conditional. Yes. (laughs) So for me, my expectations dating, I'm dating this amazing guy. He's great. For real. He's not perfect, but he's great. Um, (laughs) He's worth it. he's, He's not perfect, but he's amazing. And we have expectations early on that we both set for, he set for me and what expect what he was expecting of me as the woman, the woman, as the woman in his life and what I was expecting of him as the man in my life. And we tend to, we also make sure that we do a check-in to mm-hmm. make sure the expectations are still the same. And I like that. That's good. And I remember I asked them, you know, even making sure that we are meeting these expectations. You know, are you happy? Am I meeting those expectations? Am I, how am I doing as your girlfriend? <laughs> you know, do like a check-in. How am I doing? Yeah, don't be afraid to don't check in. Don't be afraid to do that. And I think a lot of us, we get in a relationship with someone and automatically we assume that we know how to love them. Because, well, I love my ex like that. So I'm going to love this guy like that. We all have different needs and different Or wants. not only that. It's not about you only assuming. They yeah. assume that you know their expectations. Oh, well, <laughs> that's a word. That's a word because they, and then when you have those unmet expectations. That was never communicated yeah. to you. And I'm, and I'm saying this with a passion because this was kind of the situation with my ex. Yeah. Because it was those expectations that he never communicated to me, mm-hmm. but had it in his mind. So whenever I guess I would do stuff to tick him off, he never communicated those. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, it builds up, it builds up, and one day you just blow up. Yeah, and that's yeah. what happens. Like, I, but you think about it, is I was him in my past relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is a space for transparency, okay, and healing. We are healing here. I was him. I was that girl that's like, you know what to do. You know what I want. You know what I need. You know what you need to do. But the thing about it is, looking back, deep down inside, I didn't know what the fuck I wanted. Yeah, and that's and that and that came down to the wire too. <laughs> we were in this. How long were we used together? Probably four, almost five A long, years. Since co- yeah, freshman year. Yeah, we were together Sophomore for like the year, entire yeah. college. We were together all of college. Yeah, all of college. Yeah. So that was together for a minute. And I feel like people in young relationships like that. Because we're still, like, growing. We're still evolving. And it's to the point where, like, yeah, like, I would say, like, I guess, like, now in our lives, we're not vibing on the same frequency. And he kind of felt that, like, by now, like, since we've been together for so long, I should know those expectations. But if we're in we're in the, I mean, if he's still trying to figure himself out and I'm still trying to figure myself out, you can't assume, you can't assume that I should know what you want when you don't even know what you want yourself. And also those expectation changes as you get older. That's it. yeah. 
So it, and it's your job to tell me. Mm-hmm. And it's my job to let you know whether or not I can meet those. And really be honest with ourselves. And I think for us as women, we kind of like, oh, you know, because we don't want to be single because we think singleness means loneliness. So we don't know how to say no and set boundaries. And be like, you know what? I cannot meet those expectations. Maybe I'm not that woman for you. And it's completely okay to say that. It's okay to say, you know what? That's I can't do that. I don't have it in me to give that to you at this moment. And th- like my thing is, I tell people, in this season of my life, I cannot afford to give that to you. <laughs> That's why I was like, I can't, I can't give that. I just don't have it in me. I can't afford to give that to you because I don't believe in giving from, from a, a negative account. How? How am I going to give that to you? Because I don't have it. I don't have it to give you. I, I just don't. And it's okay if you're going to break up with me. I will feel because the breakup is a loss and it's that a breakup can be considered traumatic and I will figure it out. And I feel like the problem with expectations in relationships is that sometimes we're so focused on what expectations they have not met that mm-hmm. we overlook the ones that they have met. And sometimes it may check out <laughs> the ones that you're the negative That's a one, word. It may check out on the list. The one that you're so focused on. Because you know black women. Because yeah. you know, this podcast is so... You know, I think, I'm pretty sure we're going to have other listeners. But for black women, we have this thing where we tend to... Oh, I don't want to... Y'all are not going to like me for this. We tend to criticize our men a lot. Yeah. We do that. We criticize them a lot because, again, because we're so used to them fucking up. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna say that criticism is not good. It is good to kind of like, hey, this is where you can grow. But we tend to kind of already set them in a box, like he yeah, ain't shit, they yeah. ain't shit, anyways. Yeah. And so we take that and just make that the whole basis of our relationship. Yeah. So every little thing he does, you're like, oh, well, I knew it. I already knew he wasn't shit. Yeah. Men ain't shit. Black men ain't yet, shit. We see him as somebody that we have to build up. Because a lot of us go into these relationships with people that are, again, don't take this the wrong way. Stop falling in love with potential. Yes, that are kind of lower than us in a way, or we see them as lower than us, and they lack emotional intelligence. And we're like, oh, we can fix them. That's a project. And I'm going to sh- fix you. You shouldn't be here <laughs> to build a man. That's not my job. That's your mama's job. I'm not going to raise you. You're not here to build anyone. I'm not going to raise you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to support you. I'm going to uplift you. But I'm not going to raise you. See, the key word you said, raise. A boy is raised. A man is not raised. That's not what you do. And I think that's a lot of us going through these relationships with these men that we have to build up because, again, you're not going to like me for this. Because if I get a man who's in the same or frequency as me or or his emotional intelligence, I'm going to have to work. This is, it's not going to be an easy relationship because he's going to challenge me. And a lot of you don't like people challenging you. Mm-hmm. So you go with these men who like emotional intelligence that are not going to challenge you. And any moment, you know you can one-up them. So you're not looking for a partner. So you're not going to like this. And it's okay. It's fine. Again, you don't need to like it, but you need to take it in really find out am I doing this is this my current partner do we is he a match and really find out why am I with this person why did I choose this person what does this person bring to the table because a lot of time all they win is dick and let's be honest with that how long can you go with dick 
honey, Dick cannot um <laughs> Yep. Dick cannot give you emotional support. When they cannot help you build up your business. And yeah, honey, Dick is only gonna give you a headache and get you pregnant. Let's let's be real about that. So you gotta put that aside and you really really dig it's down. You gonna stop falling for potential or stop picking people who are not equally yoked. That's the word. <laughs> equally yoked. We need to look for that as young women dating, you have to date with intention. You have to date with intention. Intentional dating is well. Like you need to date with intention. I'm dating you because for me, I I'm look. I want a husband. I don't need a husband. I want a husband Let's get and a right. father to my future children, who's going to be present because I'm a full blown interse- intersectional feminist. But I also have some traditional values. Going to be protective. We're going to be a provider. Yeah, I have my own money, but I still need to know that you're going to be able to provide who is financially responsible. You're not out here with no car, but you got Jordans. You're not out here with a 450 credit score and you drive a Mercedes Benz because your mama signed it for you. You're not out here driving a BMW, but you're living at home. So let's talk about, like, again, it's, I'm not, because those things I don't give a fuck about. Like how you dress, the car that you drive, I don't care about that. I want to know that after I fight the world as a black woman, am I going to come home and fight you too? Because I don't have the time for that. I want to know that you are safe to love. Are you safe to love? That's a good question to ask people. Are you safe to love? Am I, can I be emotionally vulnerable with you? Is that safe for me to do? Can I be myself with you? And not only that, can you be that with me too? Yes. Can I be... And, and also you have to take also a men, uh, internalized... You got to look at yourself too. You know, you a lot of us are looking for these great guys. And you deserve. Y'all sisters deserve a Russell to your Sierra. But I want to know. Are y'all ready for this? Do you deserve a Russell? Do you think you deserve one? Because a lot of y'all. Not there yet. You're not there. I'm not saying you don't deserve it now, but in this, you don't deserve it at all. But in this season, if you find yourself a Russell, you're going to fuck it up. Because you're not in the headspace. And sometimes you have to know when you're going to fuck it up to say no. Let that man go. If you know you're not right for him right now, mm-hmm. let him go. Let him find somebody that is right for him. It's okay. And if you it's know meant he's, to be, yeah. he might come back. You never know. You never know. But I'm saying is if when you, you have to be able to really check yourself and say, am I the right person for this person as well? Because a lot of us are looking for these great dudes and they're out, out there. They are. But we're not these great women. It's not because we're not beautiful. Yes, you are beautiful and wonderfully made. You are smart. But are you doing the work? Are you unlearning the toxic shit that you learn as a child? Are you, are you working on yourself? Are you releasing these toxins? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> for real. Like, one of the things I tell people first, like, we're all about detox, self, you know, we, we're doing this. You need to detox your soul. Yeah. Are you detoxing your soul? Are you taking care of your soul? Not just your body, because you can look good and everything else, but you're still toxic. Until you take out these toxins in your soul, you won't be able to attract the positive things in your life that is for you. And that's the thing. People yeah. are asking Sarah for her prayer. You don't need her prayer. You know what she did? She wanted a husband, a man of God. She wanted all that. She wasn't getting that from her baby daddy. 
She dropped him. She released him. You gotta, and then the universe has a way of giving you what you, if you believe in God, for me, I say God. What God you need. has a way of giving you what you need. God don't bless you because he just want to, he bless you when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for your blessing? So you see, she has to go through that situation mm-hmm. to get exactly what she needed. Yeah. She had to let that go. You need to give space because a lot of you, the reason why you are not meeting that person that you so desperately need, again, you're not supposed to be desperate for that. Is because there's no room in your life for him. Mm-hmm. Because you're still going back to your ex. You're still emotionally attached to your ex. You're still having sex to your ex, with your ex. You know. And then you still have them low. All these different things. You have to make space in your life. You have to make space. You have to be ready. You have to be ready for your... Because a lot of time, a lot of you are mad. Like, well, so-and-so just got engaged. So... It's not your turn. So what you need to do is find out. It's not. And your that's turn. another thing. Stop comparing your lives to your friends. That's that social media shit. Some of y'all need to log off once in a while, and stop watching these YouTube couples, because they're only showing you the good stuff. Because you're talking about oh well, he got her two hundred roses for Valentine's Day. My nigga only got me one. Maybe that's what he could afford. So what? <laughs> so what? So what? Who gives a damn? And they're gonna die anyway. <laughs> Half of you complaining about how many roses you got versus her. And you don't even like roses. Thank you. You just want them so you can show off. <laughs> Listen, I like tulips. Like, I don't like roses like that. So, I'm... Um, <laughs> but you got to be able to really find out who you are. And I think that's a, what we're saying is you need to be self-aware. Self-awareness and... It, 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 just not even... Let's put a relationship aside. Even if you're looking for your a job and you want the specific job you're not gonna get it unless you're ready mm-hmm. unless that god sees like if you slacking at the job that you have right now you're not doing your job you think let's say you make 25k and you go to work whenever you feel like it you don't do the work like you're supposed to because they don't pay me enough god is not gonna bless you for a fifty thousand dollar job because you're gonna do the same shit at the fifty thousand dollar job until you get it together <laughs> Because you're not going to get it. So you got to be able to say, you know, I have to make some changes in my life because I'm getting ready for those blessings. You got to literally move in your life like you are, you already have those things. I already have the job. So I'm going to show up to work on time. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Because I'm getting prepared for this promotion in my life. And it's the same thing with relationships. I'm getting prepared for a husband, so I'm going to conduct myself in this way. I'm not going to, you know what, because I know my ex, he's not emotionally ready to give this to me. So I'm not going to entertain him anymore. Unless, you know, again, you're just not going to get that. If that's not what you want, you can still mess with your ex. That's what you want. But you got to be intentional in life. You just got to be intentional. A lot of us are not intentional. No. And we're not purposeful. You got to find your purpose and why you were created. Why are you on this earth? Find that out. Seriously, when you find that out, there's a lot of shit you're not going to put up with. Somebody cannot give you half-ass love. And the thing about love is, I hate when people say, like, I'm searching for that. You don't search for love. Love just comes and, to you when you're ready. And, <laughs> and not only that, the love that you're seeking or you want, it's already inside of you. You already have it. You already have it. So until you're ready to project that, you won't receive it yeah. from someone else. And I think there's a book that I'm going to recommend to you guys. There's two books that I think that every, uh, all of us, 
I think would uh, I'm currently rereading it. This um it's called Return to Love by Marianne uh, Marianne Williamson. She is amazing. I think we should definitely read it. And part of the book she was talking about love, and she said God is love, mm-hmm. and we're created in God's image. We are love. We have the perfect love inside of us. And when I was reading that book, I remember I had to put it down. I was like, oh, child, this is deep. You know, I'd be reading them deep books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. oh. that's my favorite verse. <laughs> so you got to, she's like, you know, God is love and we're created in his image. So we, we have that perfect, unconditional love inside of us. And when we were kids growing up, she's like, she was talking about how, you know, babies, you know, they're fearless. They're so loving. That's how God created us to be. Along the way, things happen, life happened, trauma happened, and then we became fearful. We became hateful. But the love is still inside of us. We're just hiding it because we are just, it's fear. She said the opposite of love is fear. And you got to be able to, like, I'm not looking for love because I am love. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to conduct myself as that. Everybody that comes to me that ex- will experience me would leave feeling better about themselves. I'm not going to talk better about my sister because I love her. I don't need to know her first, last name or middle name for me to, to love her. And a lot of you walk around here feeling like you're better than somebody else. And you belittle other people. You are mean to other people. And you're wondering why you're not blessed or why you're bitter. Is because, so you need to figure that shit out. You need to find out why I am like this. Something happens. This, I work in the social work field, so I don't ask people what, what, what's wrong with you. I ask what happened to you. Because something happened to you, and this is why you're so hateful. Something happened. Somebody tried to steal that love from you. Somebody did something to you. And they got you. you bitter now. So you need to figure that out. You need to fig- figure that out and then fix it. Because I can't imagine living my life better for the rest of my life angry. Or even in fear, because fear is a manifestation of men. Yeah. Like, you fear for... Of what? Of what? Like, and the thing about it, I'm not trying to preach to y'all because, like, you know, I don't hide the fact that I believe in God and all these things. But I'm, I'm saying it's common sense as well. But a lot of, you know, it's just being able to work on yourself and be that manifestation of the love that you so you want. Because you're going to get that because you ha- you have it. Yeah, once you start to project who you truly yeah. are, not the mask, who you truly are, then you start to receive. Yeah, because a lot of us, we walk around here with that mask. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to be hurt. We don't want, because somebody hurt us in the past. So now we close our heart. Because I don't want to get that hurt again. I don't want anybody to hurt me that way again. Because, but the thing about it is the people who are going to hurt you are the ones close to you. Yep. Bob Marley said that. <laughs> so, and that's and that's that's gonna happen. That's you can't go through life fearful because we're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get and and when you are hurt, even by the ones that's closest to you, yeah. it's up to it's your it's still your decision. It's mm-hmm. up to you to decide if you want to deal with it or yeah. if you don't. You still have a choice. So being fearful of getting hurt is no point because yeah. it's gonna happen regardless. Because you're not in charge of what happened to you, but you're in charge of how you react. Yeah, so you can choose to stick around with that person or yeah. you can choose to walk away. I don't you don't have to deal with what you don't want to deal with. I agree. So I, I think like we you gotta have those people around you that's gonna say, Hey, you need to like you're a bitch. <laughs> I remember at some point I was a bitch. I was a total bitch. I was judgmental. I was like, Who the fuck? I was very unapproachable and as I started therapy and really going through my childhood trauma and 
everything that I've endured as a ch- child, a young black girl. And I'm a survivor of sexual of violence and childhood sexual assault. And I had to really unpack that. And I was just like, wow, that's why I was like this. Okay, you can't live like that, sis. Let, let's let's work on that. And really do you the work. You were still carrying these burdens yeah. from your past with you. And really do the work to mm-hmm. change those things. And I'm still doing the work. Because I have days where I'm like... What? And I had to check past I'm like, wait, was that you or was that your ego? Was that your trauma speaking or was that Vanessa? You know, you got to be able to do the work. And the work is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. It's one of the... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... I'm, and I'm still going through it. It's just so... It's painful because there's a lot of stuff that I didn't even remember because I put them in the back of my mind and I just go through life and I'm trying to live. And then you go to therapy and you're trying to... And I'm like, what the hell? <gasps> and I'm experiencing those things all over again because I'm bringing them back. Because mm-hmm. I have to. You have to do that for you to heal. And just doing that work, I'm just like, ooh, I was not the best girlfriend in that situation. I could have done better. Yeah, I was a trash friend. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah. <laughs> and so you visit, revisit like these you know, incidents in your past. Yeah. Like for me... Like, for me, like, I've always, like, recently, like, from talking with my therapist, too, like, I've learned that the reason why, like, sometimes in relationships, I, like, overcompensate, like, do extra shit, is because, like, growing up, I always felt like my father made me feel like I wasn't good enough, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until, like, I spoke to my therapist, and she made me realize that my father wasn't trying to make me feel like I wasn't good enough, he was trying to remind me that you always can do better. Yeah, you're great. You're great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. So when you See how I misinterpret that situation. <laughs> yeah. Because from a child's perspective, that's how you see it from when a parent is like so hard enough. on you. Yeah. yeah. It's like, even when I used to bring on good grades, he used to be like... You, but you, you, you Haitian too. You yeah, you Haitian, Haitian too. Shit. And then that's the tough love. And then I didn't realize it because I would tell like my therapist, she would ask me like, well, how do your father react towards you? And then I'm like, like, I don't see it, but like I always hear it. Like when he's bragging about me, she was like, you don't get it? He adores you. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't until she brung that up. Then I started, like, replaying incident. I was like, it's not that he didn't think I wasn't good enough. It's yeah. He was trying to make sure I knew that I was great. I can always be greater. Yeah. Yeah. He was raising a black girl in this world. That yeah. tells us that we have to work twice as hard to get half of what they got. And a lot of time, you got to be able to stop. And I think one of the things with Haitian parents, they forget to tell us that they're proud of us. Even though they brag to other people about us, but they don't tell us. They don't tell. And then I told her that too. It was one time in my life, one time, I only remember this one time in high school when my dad said I was proud of you. One time. That's the one time I got I was proud of you. And I still remember it. That's the one time he ever said it. Who, child, listen, that's the Haitian parents for you. They didn't even say they love you. Or you know, mom, tell me, you know, like that. Tell me you love me. You know, and that's what they say for those people who don't speak. Yeah. It means you have a roof over your head. You have food, you have you clothes. You got food, you got clothes. You walk, in, you, you walk up here and take a shower and eat. I love you because you can do those things. <laughs> that's what they Yeah, it's the, the tough love and it's the culture too. And they look at it like that. So they, that's the, and, and, But for us, now that you know that, you won't do that to your child. You're going to let your child know that do your best. Do the best that you could, but it doesn't matter what happened. I still love you. 
and I'm always going to be proud of you. And I feel like that was good, too, for me to have that realization because yeah. going into, like, future relationships, I can, I can know that I don't have to overcompensate because I am good enough. Because yeah. when you yeah. overcompensate, you're giving too much, much of yourself, yeah. and then you're going to be bankrupt. And then you're going to go through resentment. And one of my favorite quotes by um, Brene Brown, she said, the best way out of resentment is better boundaries. And a lot of us are walking around here bitter. People are taking advantage of us. You know, you are resentful. It's because you never set boundaries. Yeah, and then we feel some type of way when someone is to say, like, why well, didn't ask for that? <laughs> and as much as that slaps you in the face. I never asked you. <laughs> Kiss her. <laughs> the Haitian comes out. I'm like, what? But they, they, it's true. They it's never true. Did. They never, and even if they did, you had the choice to say no. Exactly. So you can't hold that against them. You cannot hold that against them. So you got to be mindful. And I'm and every relationship in your life is the same thing with me at work. My boundaries with them is, listen, I work 9 to 5. That's what you told me. Don't call my phone at 501. I already left. And you got to let them know. <laughs> like my supervisor, she asked me to work on Sunday. First of all, I don't all, work Sundays. I don't work Sundays. Second I told you all, that before I came here. Second of all, what she was asking me to do, I'm not in that program. Thank you. Again, you got to set boundaries in every aspect of your life. Like for me, I work nine to five. So on my drive to work, I'm still not at work. I'm driving to work. Don't call me before Don't I call reach my there. phone. Email me when I get it, when I get to the office. I don't even, I used to be the one, like I remember when I started my career, I was the one that just overworked because I feel like I had to do that. Now that I'm six years in, about to be seven, let me tell you something quick. I don't, I don't have my work email on my personal cell phone. I check email while I'm in the office. If I'm out, I'm out. If I'm out, if I'm on vacation, that's my PTO. If you call me, when I come back, I'm sending you an invoice. I'm, <laughs> you call my phone and I spoke to you for 15 minutes and that was my PTO. So I'm going to make sure that you, I'm not, <laughs> what? No. You got to set boundaries with people because you let somebody slide once and motherfucker want to skate. You're not, not going to skate all over my boundaries. Set that boundaries for yourself too. Because people always ask me, because like I work with victims of domestic violence and yeah. people always ask me like how you do. And I was like, the way I do is like once I'm out of the office, I'm out of the office. Yeah. I check out. I'm not doing it at home. Yeah, because I do the same thing. I work with survivors of domestic violence and sexual yeah. violence. And you also, you got to set boundaries when working with um violent survivors because a lot of them have especially for domestic violence and they go from one relationship that had power and control so they and you you are helping them they might form this attachment to you and now it, it's become there's a thin line and we have ethics and you all have, these different mm-hmm. things honey that you gotta, set, you gotta boundaries. set boundaries like i'm the this is my job you know if i'm the case manager i'm this if i'm your therapist this is the role that i'm gonna play in your life don't find me on Facebook and try to add me, sis. Because that happened to me once. I had a client try to find, honey. And that's why at work, we don't share our personal emails. You tried to find me on Facebook. We don't. With your first and last. We don't, we don't do that. We don't, I even tell my clients, if I see you in public and I don't say anything to you, I'm not being rude. Mm-hmm. I'm not being mean. We'll talk about it when you see me. Like, I, I, that's my boundaries. Like, I'm not, it's, we're not gonna, you, I'm not your friend. It's a client. <laughs> To case manager, to therapist kind of relationship. And we're going to keep it as that. And that's the same. You have to set that tone. Because that's the same thing. I have, like, 
um, a client where, like, we're trying to teach boundaries in terms of, like, for her daughter. And one of the things I told her daughter is, like, you don't know me, so don't try to hug me. And I'm not being rude. Yeah. I was like, you can give me a high five. I can give you a high five. And if you're going to hug yeah. me, ask me first. Yeah. Because other clients, the thing I'm learning for me, I'm not a hugger. I'm not a touchy-feely person. You know me. I mean, have we hugged since we've been friends? A few times. Not a lot. We're not... Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm not I'm not that person. So for me, and I think it comes with my past as a, a trauma survivor, I need to know that somebody's entering my space. Mm-hmm. In my space, I'm talking about my personal space. Don't just jump for a hug. But a lot of clients, you know, working in this field, especially like part of my job, I used to go to the hospitals when somebody just gets sexually assaulted and I'm their advocate. I'm there for them through the entire process of reporting to the police and getting a rape kit or all of these different things they want to say thank you and they want to hug you and that yeah. so for me i'm not going to push you away and but for me i would prefer that you ask me first but i have clients who they emotional and i'm not in gonna the moment here. it's just like oh my god thank you yeah, so much yeah. i'm not gonna push you away or even the fact that you know if a client is crying uncontrollably i'm not gonna sit there and look at you Although in the beginning, when I first started in this field, I was like 19. I used to do that. I used to just sit there like, All right, girl, let me, let me know when you're done. And <laughs> I know it was bad. So I had to like, okay, I can still have boundaries and still show empathy. And I'm like, you know, I give them tissue and I say, is it okay if I come sit next to you? Is it, I'm going to put my hands on your back. I'm going to, you know, is it okay? You know, I'll ask. Yeah, because they're like in that moment where and it's like, like, they're like, yeah. Give me a hug, and I'm like, okay, no problem, no, no problem. We have no problem. I can give that to you. I can offer you that. Well, again, you're not gonna think this is uh, gonna come. Oh, come! I don't know you like that. Even the people I know like that know not to come in my space. Like yeah, that. we never hugged like that. <laughs> no, we don't. I'm like, girl, who the hell? You need to, you need to ask why you, you no, know, like even my boyfriend. I'm like, can I get a hug? He's like, of course you can. Thank you. Like, girl, you can't. Yeah, you just... ask. You're not just not going to jump into yeah, it. Yeah, that's a... You don't know people's trauma. You don't know people have to... You need to... First of all, if you anybody come behind me and try to hug me from behind, you're going to get punched. That's my reflex. I'm... Don't do that to me. I don't like being surprised. Um... <laughs> that's how I am, too. Like, that's why you don't touch people. Because me, like, my reflex is my hand. Once I'm... I feel like you grab my wrist... Oh, I'm yeah. Just because it's the same thing with communication. Yeah. We talk about communication. Some people, they are very... I'm expressive. So even that I'm expressive, I'm not going to talk to you like... Let's say we're having an argument. I'm not going to get in your face and start doing that. That's Those are fighting moves. I'm not... Because unless I want to fight you, I'm not going to do that. But some people... they like... they putting their fingers in your face. You... Do, I'm going to give you five seconds. Don't point your finger in my face. I'm going to give you five seconds to get your fingers out of my face. You got to let them know. Or I'm going to break it. Like, I need you to take a few steps back. <laughs> yes, God, I can be violent. You know, again, I'm st- I told you, I'm evolving. I'm still a work in progress. I'm still in therapy, you know. But I see that as aggression. However... I- I said that's an aggression. Like, you're like, we're having an argument or heated debate. You are putting your finger in my face. I said that as like, oh, you want to fight. Like, <laughs> and also, if you think about it, like, when you have a regular conversation, you're not going to be doing the hand thing. Yeah. That's, that's kind of rude. It's like distraction. Like, all this. 
I'm just backpack having and shit. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Who, who raised y'all? Like, you just, there's that, who are you talking to? Because <laughs> you're not talking to me. Like, it's like you interviewing for a job. You want people in your hands all out there? That's sometimes the, sometimes you that. have to learn. Like, if you know you're the type of person Control it. that talks with your hands, fold your hands under the table. Control yourself. <laughs> Control yourself. Because I'm not going to lie, I talk with my hands too. But I do. We Haitians, <laughs> we are very expressive when we speak. And you know, Haitian, that we have the sound effects when we're talking to <laughs> Boy. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, the next question moving forward. So, um, so what, so, okay, are you comfortable? So, we talk about being comfortable setting boundaries in a relationship. So, what happened when those expectations are met that you are, you already voiced? What happened? When they're met or not met. They're not met. I feel like that's time... That's, um... You gotta have another conversation. So how many times can you have those conversations and they're still not met? After a while, if your expectations (laughs) is not being met... And you're, you already had this conversation, like, what? Three, four, five... Now you're on a fifth conversation? Yeah. You just have to say to yourself, okay... If this person is not meeting my expectation... And don't take it the wrong way and saying, like, they just don't care. Just... They're just not the person. Yeah, like I, yeah. they just don't have it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, and I think it's the same thing with, for example, we have our parents, and a lot of us are getting what our parents have, and we are we have those expectations of our parents and our lives and how we want them to show up in our lives, and when they don't show up the way that we expect them to, we see them as bad parents. And that's not the case. And it's, usually it's not the case. It's because they're giving us what they have, and what they have is what they were given. And yes, keyword. You can't expect someone to give you what they never experienced. They don't have it in them. Yeah. And then that's another thing too. Like yes, like in some incidents maybe like they're not the right person for you, but sometimes like I said, you have to learn how to compromise. Well, maybe you need to show them. They probably don't understand what yeah. you're asking for. Yeah. So you got to be able to be I think that's a good point when you said you know com- um you know compromising. It's just being able to, hey, I'm for me, in this season of my life, I'm very vocal when it comes to my needs. I am no longer going to allow somebody to show up in my life the way that they, uh, they think they should. This is what I'm expecting. It, it's not just romantic relationship friendships as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're friends, I'm gonna there's mutual respect. That I'm going to respect you and then I'm going to expect the same from you. And what you ain't going to do is talk to me like I'm a noble bitch. Because I'm not. Uh, I'm a lady. And I need you to show up in my life. Speak to me the way you would speak to a lady. So we will have a conversation. That, that's for me. Like, that's not, even in my expectations is, like you said, communication. But not just any form of communication yeah not just any form i need you to be assertive and clear clarity i need clear communications like again i'm going because a lot of us communicate but we're not clear we're not clear and we are passive aggressive or we just aggressive well you know no i I don't know i don't know to be mindful and that's what we need to stop doing stop assuming they know because We all assume that it's common sense, but common sense is not common Mm -hmm. because everybody's common sense is different. 
Well, what's common for you <laughs> may not be common for the next person. So I have a bad habit of biting my, my lips. So I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. And we all experience people differently in our culture shape the way that what we see as common. Our experiences and all of the different things shapes us for who we are today. So the way that you experience me might not be the way that somebody else would experience, would experience me. So I think it's very important that we communicate in a way that's clear, that's compassionate, and treat people the way you would like to be treated. And I'm not going to talk to you any kind of way, and you're not going to talk to me any kind of way. Because if I'm, if I'm expecting respect, I need to give that to you. And I think the, my, the problem is many of us want people to respect us, but it's not that we want respect, we want fear. We want them to be fearful of us because we are the boss. We are the, honey, you need to let go of your ego because mm-hmm. the ego will convince you that people are your enemies when they're not. The ego will convince you that it's you versus the world when in reality you have a village of people behind you that would be there for you, that would support you and your journey. And you choose not to have them in your corner. So you got to be able to check yourself. So I think for expectations, you like I always say, you cannot hold people accountable for things that you never communicated. Mm-hmm. That's first. Because I can't come to you and say, hey, Nisha, this is this and this and that. And you be like, what? Hey. I can't hold you accountable for that because I never communicated. Yeah, that because with you. then now, then now I'm feeling some type of way because now I'm confused yeah. in terms of like what she's saying when she never communicated. Yeah. Now you're mad because I'm you. It seems like I'm not getting what you're saying. Now we both pissed. Now we're both, <laughs> yeah, now we're both pissed. And now we can't be friends because you know how women are. <laughs> we're like, well, she just she was a terrible friend. She did this. She hurts me. She 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 went behind my back and so. I was going to say something. You know what I was going to say. <laughs> you know? She should have came to me. She should have done this. Okay. That's a lot of should have. Did you... And, and, and another thing with this situation, too, is when something happens and you don't like it, address it right there. Stop yeah. holding it in the back of your head. Stop letting it build up. Or better yet, you, you get in the group chat without the person involved and you tell everybody else. And again, we went back to what we said. Then everybody else is looking at you sideways. Yeah, and if you don't get other people involved. Keep point here. If I, you didn't hear anything else I said for this entire episode, do not, I repeat, do not drag other people in your shit. Do not drag other people in your dysfunction. Do not do that. Do not drag other people. Don't make people sit in your shit with you. They don't deserve that. If you're going to sit in your shit because it doesn't smell to you anymore because you're used to it, don't, don't bring me into it. Don't bring me in it. Because that's your shit. That's your dysfunction. That's, that's all of it. That's you. Stop bringing other people into your shit and also the other way stop allowing other people to bring you into their shit because a lot of y'all you feed off of the drama and other people's dysfunction you feel like you're part of something because you're part of the the hate you know the hate campaign against so and so when that person problem was not with you to begin with so now you're fighting a battle that's not yours you had no business in it. What What are you doing in it? Like, for me, I'm not fighting nobody's battle for them. If you mad at, last, let's say, Gold Kingers, 
candlestick. That's between you and gold candlestick, honey, because that ain't got nothing to do with me. Basically, stop jumping on the bandwagon. Thank you. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sit like um, Jennifer um, Lewis says. <laughs> what did she say? I remember she asking, uh, she, she's amazing. You got to read her book, uh, Mother of Hollywood. She's amazing. She said, when you sit and shit for too long, it stops smelling. Because a lot of y'all, you're living this life that you think it's normal. Because you sat in it for too long. You sat in bitterness for so long. You sat on unforgiveness for so long. You sat in fear, um, fearfulness for so long. You sat in it for so long that it's normal to you. So when somebody is coming to you with love and compassion, you think they're being fake or they want something from you. They acting funny. They acting funny. It feels weird. It's Thank mm-hmm. you. You need to step out of that. Because a lot of us, we, because we get so used to the dysfunction, it's normal for us. It's normal. It's the same thing with a domestic violence survivor. You work in this field, I work in the field. A lot of them don't even see that it's abuse. You have to literally break it down for them because it became normal for them. Then they start having epiphanies like, ah. Uh, yeah, that's abuse. Yeah. You break out the power and control wheel. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, all oh, this oh. is happening. And because of that, they, a lot of them, the reason why they, they even got to those relationships is because their father was abusive to their mother mm-hmm. or vice versa. So now I'm growing up as a young woman in this household, seeing my mom being abused and brutalized. And my boyfriend is doing that to me. Oh, that's normal. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And I was just watching, um, what was it? I think I was watching a, um, a TED Talk the other day. And the woman, she was basically saying how like she grew up in a household mm-hmm. where like her mother and father, they would like um, abuse each other. Yeah. And it was to the point where like she said um, it was five of them. So um, the two sisters, they're in an abusive relationship. And her two brothers, they grew up abusing their wives or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And that's the thing because you go like like Jennifer, again, the best way she said, when you sit in shit for too long, it stops smelling. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And then you have young boys growing up and seeing that dynamic. And they think, well, daddy did it to mommy, so I can do it to my girlfriends. Right, well, that's normal for me. Cause see, that, that's cause, what you see. Like I said earlier, you unconsciously normalize these things that are not normal. Then they're not normal. And then you meet somebody who's just like, well, that's not how I love. My love doesn't come with you hitting me. My love doesn't come with you, you know, kind of being passive aggressive or being... Um, any form of for me the ups and downs like I, I posted something on social media the ups and downs in a relationship are not abuse to me that's not ups and downs ups and downs is you losing the job and now we have one income and we're going to have to figure it out together baby <laughs> that's an up and down you know and ups and downs is oh my god one of, we, one of us lost a parent and you're mourning I'm going to have to be here for you yeah the emotional stuff is really the... but you are you completely disregarding my feelings. That's not an up and down for me. That's not it. That is not it. You emotionally abusing me or physically abusing me. That is not part of love. That is not. That's not normal. That is. It's just not. And if you find yourself in that situation, there's help. Like literally, there's so many services and people out there. Like reach out to someone because it's not normal. It's not okay. We need to stop normalizing unhealthy relationships. We need to stop normalizing unhealthy boundaries. It is not normal for you to call my phone 20 times because you cannot reach me. I'm going to get back to you when I get back to you. It's not normal for you call me twice, I don't pick up, and you, you showing up at my house. 
It's not normal. That's not normal. And, <laughs> and, and that's not an expectation either. Exactly. And you have so many of these people because they grew up in those unhealthy relationships and then in those unhealthy households and they meet somebody and that person is not showing up in their lives like their daddy did. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be with him anymore because he's, he's lame. He's boring. I need a man who's going to tell me, really? Because, honey, I, I'll take my lemon corny any day. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I like and I like how you brought that up too. We have to like when it comes to our expectations, we have to look at our expectations and review them. Are they realistic? Are they are healthy? They, are they healthy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> are they healthy expectations? Are these expectation expectations coming from a place of positive intent, I would yes. say. Yes. And also um the you feeling whole. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us the reason why we have some a lot of expectations that we have are unhealthy is because we don't feel whole. We don't feel important. We don't feel loved. We don't feel worthy. So if you feel all of those things and you're insecure about your body, you don't feel beautiful, you have no business being in a romantic relationship with anybody because we're going to project that shit onto them. Exactly. And then, and then now that you mention it, like, I'm just thinking now we're playing like an expectation from my ex. Like he really got mad because he felt as though like when he was angry, I should have noticed. He said half of the time I wasn't here and you didn't notice. I'm like, but you're not communicating that. And then part of that is because he didn't know how to express his feelings. So now he's mad at me because I wasn't pointing out that he was angry and asking him like, Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm not going to sit here and ask you what's wrong if you're not communicating. What are we? like? I told you I was him. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Because I yeah. used to be that person. Like, I'm sitting here pissed. <laughs> I'm literally swimming in my negativity. And you're not, you're not paying attention. You're not, you're not going to baby me? You're not going to tell me how? You're not going to make it okay? You're not going to help me? But I never once said, I'm upset. I'm really upset about this and this and this and that. And again, like I said, I, it's funny because I'm li- I literally was him. I was that person. I did it to my friends. I did it to my mom. I've done it to my exes. You need to figure out what's wrong with me. I'm not going to tell you what's wrong with me. You need to figure this shit out because we've been together long enough. You need to know. You need to know what I look like. Now, if I'm upset about anything or my boyfriend says something to me that I don't like, I'm like, yo, I don't like the way you spoke to me. You know, I don't, I don't like this. You know, I'm really upset about this. I'm not angry, but this is making me upset. I don't know, you know. And sometimes I, I, I'll say to him, you know, um, I was upset about this. And after I unpacked it and talked to my therapist, I realized it wasn't worth being... I don't think that's how you meant it. Because mm-hmm. my therapist, she is my um, blind spot. Mm-hmm. So I walk into her office and I'm pacing back and forth. I'm screaming. I'm unleashing. And she's just like, I don't think that's what he meant. You're taking his side. I'm paying you. <laughs> <laughs> He's not paying you. I am. Who side are you on? Pick a side, Bernice. Pick a side. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, I'm on your side because I need you to see it from what I'm seeing it as a third person. And I'm like, oh. I see, and then my job is to let him know, hey, I kind of overreacted. Mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna hold myself accountable. I'm gonna let. I'm not the idea that you know I can't let this man know that I'm wrong. It's fucked up. That's not healthy. So I'm like, hey, I kind of I took that this way, and after I spoke to my therapist about it, and we kind of unpacked it and everything, she's telling me that's you didn't mean it that way, and this is how you meant it. Am I correct? He's like, yeah. And I was just like, I'm sorry, I took it that way. That wasn't um, nice. Um, you know, next time you, so that's why for me. We... See, and it's good that you took that accountability because it's not the, it's not the, I don't think it's the fact that you thought he meant it that way. It's because of you may have had past experiences that made you interpret that situation in the way you did. Yeah. And we have to realize that sometimes like. Our experience has shaped yeah. the way we see the world. Yeah. You know, it shapes the way that we see everything and the way we experience people. Yeah, our morals and values, what we think is right, what we think is wrong. Yeah, so we have to be mindful of that. So a lot of time when I... So now, instead of me taking it the wrong way, when he says something, or anybody for that matter, I said, well, this is how I'm taking it. Is that what you're meaning? It's okay to ask. That's the thing. It's no, okay that's not what ask. I meant. Well, that's how I'm taking it. So what did you mean? Can you dumb it down for me? Because a lot of times it's just you use one word... That, well, I'm meaning that, and use a different word. Oh, okay, now, nah, okay, I got, I got it. Clarity. <laughs> it's okay to ask for clarity. It is. It is okay. So, um, again, I love this woman, Brené Brown. You guys need to check her out. She said, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. You got to be clear when it comes to your expectations with people. You got to be clear with your communications with people. You cannot be passive-aggressive. You cannot use you know you can't go on social media and start posting them quotes and think that they're gonna get it you gotta be able to communicate in a healthy way where you are not gonna come aggressive we're not going to use shaming and blaming because a lot of us we do that we go into the conversation shaming you and blaming you you did this you did that and there's no accountability you gotta be that's how you are, and if you try those things, I guarantee you, you see a different, that person will react differently to you. A lot of time, the reason why we get negativity is because we put negativity out there. Mm-hmm. If you go into anything with a friend, be kind, be compassionate, reach out to them and say, hey, you know, this has been in my spirit. I'm really upset that this is, there was something that was said a few days ago and this is how I took it. And I've been in my bag. For two days. And I just wanted to find out what happened. Like, what, what did you mean it that way? Because that's how I'm taking it. Instead of saying, bitch, you did this, da, da, da. honey, the way you come at me, that's, you're going to get the same energy. I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> now, if somebody comes to me in any kind of crazy way, I'm kind of like, I'm not even going to respond. I'm not going to respond because I'm just going to like, I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to allow you to get me out of character. It's just not, I'm not going to allow you to do that to me. I'm just going to like, it seems like you're upset. So when you're ready to talk, I'm here. And they hate that <laughs> because you, you come in at it in a compassionate way. I'm not going to call you out your name. I'm not going to be petty. I'm not going to spread rumors about you. We are, we are adult. I still love you. And I think the thing is, you got to remember one last thing. You got to remember is not me versus you. It's us versus that problem. And no matter what happened, yes, I'm upset with you, but I still love you. You got to go back and remind yourself of the love that you have for this person. I still love you. So it doesn't, 
But yeah, we're going through a rough patch right now in the friendship or in this relationship. But I love you. And I'm not going to treat you like anybody. I'm not going to do that to you. And I feel like sometimes we forget that. Mm -hmm. In the moment where we're mad, we forget that. And we end up using our words without intent. Yeah. Because I remember I said to a friend, you know what I'm talking about. I said, you treated me like I was just anybody. I'm like, you treated me like I was a stranger to you. And she couldn't get it. She couldn't get it. And I was like, yo, you treated me like I was any bitch on the streets. Like, this is... Because at the end of the day, regardless when you're mad, that's still your friend. Yeah. So you have to use your words with intent. Yeah. Because once you say those words, you can't take them back. You can't take them back. You can't take them back. So you got to be mindful of, and step back, step away from it. Like if I'm getting upset and let's say that you come to me about a conversation and I'm getting upset, I have the right to say to you, hey, Nisha, listen, um, I'm about to get to the point where I talk to you like any nigga on the street and I don't want to do that. Can we take a, uh, can we breathe for a minute? Can we pause? Can we pause this conversation? Because I'm not in the space to have this conversation with you at this moment. My favorite thing, I'll call you. Don't call me. (laughs) Give me some time. (laughs) Can I have some time, please? Can you please give me some time? I would really appreciate it if I can have some time to think this through. And that's fine. A lot of us, like when we have a situation, we want to solve that problem right there in the then. moment yeah sometimes no. it's the best to deal with it but sometimes it's good to say you know what i'm feeling this and put a word to your feelings i'm feeling disappointed because of this right now or i'm feeling angry and i need some time to get my to find out where this is coming from mm-hmm. and i will we will talk later and walk away from it it's okay to do that. You don't have to attack everything right there and then. You don't have to confront everything right there. And it's okay to take some time. Because like I say, usually after you take some time, you think it's too... It's not that deep. <laughs> it really isn't. You're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, she could have done that. But, I mean, it already happened. There's nothing I can do about it. This is what it is. I'm just... All right. I'm still going to hold you accountable. Like, next time, can you please consider this? And I'll consider that. But... Honestly, sometimes you just need a good night rest. And some food. Because <laughs> you know a lot of us, we have attitude when we're hungry. Because I get hangry, okay? I'm ready to fight. Because if you think about it, we should not <laughs> wake up and come into tomorrow with the same problems from yeah. yesterday. I, yeah, I can't. I can't do that. Like, for me, this is why people are, oh, you still mad? Oh, honey, I'm, I've been over it. Like, I'm, I'm a Sagittarius. So I go from zero to 100. And then... By it's for the, like ten minutes, it's, it's the fire. Sign. Yeah, and for like ten minutes, I'm like zero to one hundred real quick. By the fifteen minute, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm cool, and I think this is why for me, I don't understand when people hold on to things months later mm-hmm. because I've done, I've been over it like the same time that it happened. I'm like I already forgave you, honey girl. I thought we're good, and then it's like the. Ten months later, this person is still mad and still, I'm not your friend. I'm pissed, and I'm just like. And you out here living your best life, sis. Girl, honey, I'm I'm over this. Mm-hmm. I I hope I thought you were over it too. I gave you some time. Obviously, it's month seven, mm-hmm. and you're still upset. So I w- I'm gonna give you some sister sisterly advice. I think you should see a therapist, because that's a problem. I think you should definitely see someone about that. 
because uh, I can't imagine going like for me. I wake up every morning, so it's a whole new day, <laughs> new energy. Every day uh, is new energy. You shed skin. You think I'm you're not gonna shed your emotions? Let that shit go. <laughs> what the fuck? You definitely do shed skin when you go to sleep. <laughs> yes, you wake up a whole different person. Your cells are evolving. Girl, move, move on. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, listen. And I, that's the same thing for relationships. You know how they say you shouldn't go to bed angry at your spouse. I mean, granted, that's gonna happen sometimes. But you should not wake up. Y'all should see my face right now. You should not wake <laughs> up the next day and still, still be mad. on that still same yeah, energy. I'm not gonna. That's so nice. I'm just trying to go to sleep, right? But even though, like for me, when I'm angry, I cannot sleep. You're not gonna have a good night. I can't have a good night sleep. I'm tossing and turning. Up all I'm night. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm gonna wake your ass up at two in the morning. We need to talk. Cause I can't sleep. Can we talk tomorrow? No. And you know how they say most people can't <laughs> sleep because they're not at peace. Yeah. So I'm not at peace with uh-huh. it. So I feel like unless I address it i'm gonna have a problem so i'm i'm not gonna be able to sleep at night so i'm gonna like we, can we talk about this or i'm just gonna take my arrow and not have a good night and then hopefully the next day we can have a conversation and we can make up and we can be fine yeah and i feel like you should not wait too long to have a, you should not be a whole week going mad not saying anything well because if you do you're gonna you know as humans we <laughs> We add to the story to mm-hmm. make us be the victim. So the longer you sit in it, the more you overanalyzing it and thinking, wait, two years ago he did this shit. Yeah, three years ago she did that. <laughs> or you start to not even that. Or you start to make up shit like start drawing your own conclusions yeah. that you think makes sense now because you sat in it too long. Mm-hmm. So, listen, I'm just saying, we're giving y'all some free therapy session tonight, and it's literally free. I pay my therapist, who is 175 for 45 minutes every week, child. She's expensive. She got money, yeah. She is expensive. I'm just saying, we're giving you some free therapy session tonight. Listen, if you have to pause and take notes, please do so. Um, but we're gonna wrap it up. I think we should wrap it up because we. I think this is a conversation that we can expand. We can expand on and continue. Even have some male perspective. Yeah, we don't want it to seem like it's one sided from a female <laughs> perspective. Even it's though, not. We're open to other opinions. Yeah, even though, like for me, I'm 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 open to other perspective, like you said, other opinions. So I'm listening. I think some of us, if you are listening to this, um, and you have questions and. There's a situation between you and your friend, or you and your partner, or your business partner, and you want some advice that we didn't cover because I feel like we covered it. Yeah, I feel like we we, we covered mm-hmm. a lot. And if 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 you need some suggestions on some books to read, um, listen. Or I'm, how to lay out your expectations. Yeah, all of it. Um, please email me at Nessa N E S S A at her H E R dash tonic t-o-n-i-c dot com i'm spelling it because i know some of y'all can't spell <laughs> and that's no shade it's okay oh it's okay because i also with two degrees i still can't spell so it's okay um so again it's nessa at her dash tonic dot com um what's your social media my social media is ig so at you n-i know. underscore s-h-a-y niche <laughs> Michelle. Okay, so follow her and follow her tonic. That's um the um 
wellness and women empowerment brand that I have on social media. I turned my personal page into that. So I, I'm thinking about creating another personal um, page so I can keep all of my personal stuff on that page, but I'm too lazy to do so. Um, right now, I'm really lazy, guys. I am trying to fix that. I, she needs an assistant. I do need an assistant. So if you want to be my, my free assistant... Um, <laughs> please let me know. Again, you can follow me at um her underscore tonic on Instagram. You can find find my um website www.her-tonic.com. We have blogs on there. The events that we got going on, the first Wellness Wednesday event is March twentieth. I'm excited about it. Next week. Um, next week I'm planning a spiritual and wellness retreat so I'm excited about that I'm still working on the details so that will be dropping soon hopefully it can happen this year but if it can't next year because I want to do it somewhere in Mexico so I don't know yet um we'll see <laughs> we, we we'll see because you know working full-time and really dedicating my time to this because I feel like it's my purpose in a way um it can be challenging where my my strength is not um time management I'm working on that um, I think we all need time management. We all do. So I'm working on that. So yeah, follow us um again at her underscore tonic on Instagram at Earth and I underscore Shay S H A Y on Instagram and the website is ww her-tonic.com and if you have any questions, any concern, what you wanna hear us speak about again this um, this is going to expand. Hopefully we can do this once a week. We'll see how this goes with a schedule. If we can, it will be once every once a month. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I would like to do it once a week. We'll see. So it can be consistent because we like consistency. Um, cause we want to be your favorite podcast. So you can turn into where you can do your healing with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the meantime, yeah, email me at Nessa at um, her-tonic.com if you have any questions or concerns. Or if you found found me on social media, you can always go in my email thing is there. Just click email. You'll mm-hmm. just go there. So And we're excited to hear from you. Yeah, we are. We're excited. Thank you for starting this journey with us and hearing us speak. We've been here for two hours. Yeah. Free therapy. That's how much money. I'm not good at math. My boyfriend is the accountant. I'm not good. That's 175 times two. How much is that? We're going to send you an invoice. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is free therapy, okay? So, yeah, um, drink your water, exfoliate, burn your sage, and mind your business. And thanks for listening to the show. Thank you. Bye-bye.